Welcome to the DataCast Podcast, where we talk about tech, games, and more. We're your hosts, Christopher Lahue and Dylan Clark. Today we are going to be talking about the R6 event that is currently going on. Uh, right now there is a new map. This map is a mixture of parts from other maps, such as Oregon and Air Force Base. The map is only able to be played on weekends, which is not what you think. They set it as Thursday through Sunday as weekends, and not uh, Friday to Sunday or Saturday and Sunday. Dylan, what are your thoughts on this? I think it's kind of weird. I say they should just have the map out all available the whole time. Because you don't even get like bonus battle pass points. So the whole time it's just the map. Nothing special. No bonuses or anything. So I say why not just have the map out the whole time and just instead of the weekends. I think their thought process is along the lines of not wanting people to be burned out about the map right away. So they're like limiting it to a certain amount of days until R6 Invitationals comes up. Uh, for me, honestly, I don't like the map. It is very defense heavy. And there are not very many ways to attack it. Yeah, especially... Uh, oh. Everyone always goes upstairs. There's rarely the time. The only time ever downstairs is chosen is when it has to be. It's just because, and all the rooms for the upstairs bomb site are basically all the same. You're always in the same three, four rooms right there. Yeah, and you're used to them because of Oregon. Mm-hmm. And um, those those places are so easy. So it's either you have to use up. Uh, shield characters and rush in or hopefully pick off the um, defenders one by one yeah the best bet I found out was to become like someone like uh, what's her name gridlock I would throw gridlocks into the double window and then have someone smoke it usually a capto burn the bulletproof glass around there so they couldn't run in there and then we try to breach but even then it wouldn't work half the time yeah, I have to, if gridlock already I already main her so I found out just because her main weapon has like no recoil almost oh yeah so it's always nice. and for me I always uh throw her gadget right into the little vent at the top of the base there. Yeah, yeah. Because so, it, it goes directly into a room. Yeah. So that's always helpful right there. I think they, like, they mess up big time when they do that. Because that just can lead to some cheesy frag kills. Or, like, streamers were doing, like, just a very few. They were throwing nitrocells up there to kill people coming down from Catwalk. Mm-hmm. Then now everyone found out about it. I didn't even know streamers were doing it until I heard it later on. But the first time I ever seen it is because I literally saw my teammate get knocked off the top of the building because the C4 went flying. Yeah. Luckily, I haven't had it happen to me because I haven't played the map since, like, its release date. Uh, yeah, and then... Catwalk also, there's a spawn peak you're able to get there, but it's also risky because you have to run out a bit. Yeah, it, I, 
I feel like it's not easy to spawn peek because the building's so tall, and most of the times, like, it just goes down to the underneath of the building. Yeah. So, what do we have along with the new map? Oh, along with the new map is the Phase 2 Battle Pass. This time it has 35 tiers instead of 5. And you have 30 days to complete it. Which, in my opinion, is a bit long for completing 35 tiers, but... Yeah, yeah like, it's a while ago that it came out and we still have 17 days to complete it. Yeah, uh, I think, like, on the first week I got to tier 22. See, I haven't played that much, so I'm, like, on tier... Four or five for something like that. Uh, I think I just now got my first like blue uh, or six pack. It's not even hard to get uh, points for the battle pass. Mainly the points distributed because of how well you do, if you win or lose, kills and such on. Uh, what else is there? Oh, along with the along with the battle pass, there's t new skins for each operator. There's five new ones: Thermite, Caviera, Mozzie, um, Sledge. Pretty sure it was, and then Blitz. Yeah. Those five. Those five have new skins that came along with the event. Then, uh, weren't there some Twitch Prime skins that came out? Yeah, there was. For Twitch Prime, there were. Like a lime green uniform and charm for Maestro, or no, Twitch, for Twitch. And then Maestro had like a mustard yellow uniform and charm. And then they were like meme enough to just come out with like Mozzie with like this giant pizza for a head, pretty much. I, yeah, I thought it was just a charm and I thought it was pretty cool. And then it ended up being an entire skin. With a chibi charm. Yeah, it looks nice. I can't wait to get my hands on it. Like, is it R6 credits or is it able to buy with Renown? Or do you know? I do not know if it's purchasable. It might become later on, but I know, as far as I know, it's only with Twitch Prime. Well, with, with Phase 2 of the event Battle Pass... 30% of the earnings from the Battle Pass is going to the prize pool for R6 Invitationals, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, the prize pool's always constantly increasing every day as people buy it. I mean, it, j it just means they don't have to pay as much for the uh, prize pool. Mm. They probably already had a set prize pool, and now they're increasing it every day. Yeah. Uh, about the R6 Invitationals, the R6 Invitationals... Starts on January 15th, 2020, which has already started. It's, yeah, it started on January 15th. Uh, the tickets were kind of pricey, $135 for the um, operator pass. and But you got unrestricted seating in the arena. And then you got the sixth invitational charm. And you also got all the Twitch drops. Yeah, I mean, it is a little pricey, but if you're getting all the Twitch drops, 
at some random charm and unrestricted seating. That's kind of cool. I think if I remember correctly, like the Elite Pass was almost like around $200. Yeah. But you got a lot in it. You, you get unrestricted seating like the operator one. Uh, you get full six invitational in-game bundle, which includes six invitational 2020 universal in-game charm, a weapon skin, event sludge uniform, and event sludge headgear. All the twist drop charms like operator pass, the fast pass for demo booth, signing in sessions, or signing sessions, and fast entry to the venue. Also... I don't know what it is, but it's called a premium swag pack. <laughs> you gotta get your swag pack. It's the whole point. I don't know if I want the swag pack. <laughs> Everyone wants a swag pack. I, I don't. But... I don't want the old spice guy just popping up and he's like, "Old spice swag pack." <laughs> uh. Um, so I'm guessing the sludge uniform and headgear is only available through the Elite Pass here. So that means anyone you ever see in game with the sludge headgear and uniform, you know they went to Invitational and got the Elite Pass. Well, you could. The sludge uniform, I don't think it's just Elite Pass from Invitational. I think it's on the paid part of the Battle Pass. Battle Pass too, yeah. The the format of the like the tournament for R six usually goes a match is best of three games. It's eight rounds long, up to three overtime rounds. The time of the map is always day. Kill cams are turned off. Uh only the bomb game mode. Plant and diffuse duration is seven seconds. Fuse timer is forty five seconds. Prep phase is forty five seconds and action phase is three minutes exact. The map pool, I don't know if we know. I didn't get any map pool. No, I, I didn't see any map pool either. They might not announce it yet. But um, we do have the teams, though. We have team, team Empire, Team Liquid, and then we have the G2 Esports, and then Team Soul Mid. And then um, we have FaZe Clan... Ninjas and Pyramids, Wildcard Gaming, Giant Gaming, Rogue, and what else was there? Uh, did you cover Natus and Reciprocatory and Dark Zero? Okay, and then uh, I think there's like four more, weren't there? Yeah, something like that. The only ones I've really heard of was Empire, Sim. I think I've made might have heard of Liquid. I've heard of Rogue, I've heard of FaZe, even though I don't I don't really like FaZe, honestly. And Dark Zero. Those are really the only ones I've ever heard of. I only have really heard of, of FaZe and Rogue. Those are two I know. I thought Ninjas in Pajamas, I thought that was just a meme or something. I didn't think it was actually a team. <laughs> yes, it is. Pretty cool though. And then Face Clan, I didn't even to be honest, I did not know they played Rainbow Six. 
I knew them from Black Ops 2 and stuff. I think that's that's where they mainly got popular. But since then, I knew they played. Uh, they continued with Black Ops. I'm pretty sure, but I didn't even know they went into the Rainbow Six scene. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know what they played at all because I just saw them as a meme and didn't really care for them. I figured they were still playing Black Ops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, they're playing Siege now. Uh, now with Callie and her sniper, one of them are trying to do their trick shots again. I mean, a lot of Probably. people have been doing, like, quick scopes or, like, just uh, snapshots. Well, that's because it's a sniper. Everyone does that no matter what. And her sniper is instant down. Yeah. I feel like they're trying to uh, make it so there's less things that instantly kill the player because people are getting mad, like shields melee they took that from insta kill to down and like isn't Callie's sniper uh insta kill on headshot or is it still a down i based on how headshots work in that game i would say it's an insta kill even though it is i know body shots are automatically down or anywhere in the body but I would say a headshot would be insta-kill. Honestly, a shot with Kali's sniper anywhere in the body should not be a down. I I think I, that thing's way more powerful than it looks. Yeah, maybe like upper body area or is maybe a down or close to it, but getting shot in the leg shouldn't instant down you. Yeah, but I, I feel like uh, Invitationals, they either like disregard any of the new players or characters and ops or they just go all for the ops and then pull out all these different strats that open to the public after invitationals it just kind of changes the rotation of how people play it probably end up will being change everything again I don't usually end up following what other people do how it changes and stuff how I play is just end up how I play. See, I don't change the way I play. I just take tips from pros or friends. If I see someone doing like something clever, it's like, ooh, I might try that one time. And sometimes I end up working. Like, say, oh, I didn't even realize so you can spawn peek from right there. I'm going to start using that. Or like uh, when I when I was playing Kaid on Oregon, the very back point in the tower... Where you can mm. electrify all four walls at the time. The two below and the two above. Yeah. I had no clue you could do that. Until, uh, like, halfway through playing Kaid or something. Well, no, okay. Talking about, like, Kali and stuff. Do you know the one thing that bothers me? Is that Kali and Glass cannot shoot through the bulletproof and the new map. Yeah, that's quite annoying. Except, like, on the presidential plane, glass is able to shoot through those windows. So you figured he'd be able to shoot through the glass on this map. Nope, that's not how and, it works. Yeah, and you've seen a lot of people, when it first started, a lot of people thought you would be able to, because you would hear people shooting the glass behind you. Yeah. But it doesn't, and 
to me that that's really annoying. Maybe if the map ever becomes in rotations and stuff, they will change. Because I know at first, uh, I think at first Glass was able to shoot through the windows and then they changed it so he couldn't and then they changed it back. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because I know at some point Glass was not able to shoot through the windows on the presidential plane. So I'm hoping later on they change it so that you can actually shoot through the bulletproof glass. Honestly, okay. I don't know. I don't think they're gonna do that. Yeah, just because there is a lot, because almost a decent 25% of the map is all glass there. Yeah, uh, the one downstairs uh, point, you literally can just set a drone outside and angle it the right way, and you can just see the entire point if they didn't barricade it pretty much yeah yeah it's like a, the whole half that building over there is all glass you got the hallway up top there and then you have the kitchen and i think that's the uh, other room right there i forget what it's called but you're able to see right into them that's so that's three glassways right there yeah the one part i don't like is there's one part on the outside where it's just like a square window with a like a there's a square glass window with a barricaded window right next to it. So, like, someone could be looking out the window from the inside and then just break the barricaded window to spawn peek or something. Yes, I know what you're talking about. I, I, I use that. <laughs> of course. It's the easiest spawn peek. I don't like spawn peeking. Hey, sometimes you have to do it. I'm usually an anchor. Nah, I like to roam around. But, that's only if I'm playing my own roaming character, of course, but sometimes I have to switch to an anchor character. Yeah. Especially, sometimes I'll go Doc or Rook, just because we need it. Then there's also Legion. Legion's fun. Yeah, I remember when I didn't really have any of the operators. I just stuck to Capcan, Tachanka, Sledge... Uh, that's really my only mains I ever played. Let's see, my very first main was Pulse. He was the one I always mained on the vendor. But on attackers, I didn't really have anyone I mained. I always just chose a random character or played Recruit. But then Finca came out, and I fell in love with her instantly. I sat there playing her all the time. Yeah, I remember whenever... Uh... I had only like the base operators. I would play Pulse quite a bit, but I never used his scanner in the right way. Mm. And then I ended up uh, buying all my operators with the Renown up to a certain point, and then I bought the Season 4 pass. Now I only need to get Clash, Lion, and Finca. Um. I bought all my characters, like, uh, how it used to be, is like, you bought the standard character, there's four of them in the, in a group, and then as you bought them, the next one increased in price. Yeah. But then, later on, they made it that all the base characters were free for a bit. It's like, that's kind of upsetting, because I literally just mainly finished all my characters, now everyone's getting them for free. Yeah, like how OG players, they had to pay for every attachment. 
Yes, that that one was annoying because we didn't get compensated for that. Now all atta all guns attachments are free, and almost all guns have a base set up right away. Yeah. Paying for all the attachments were annoying. I know they weren't expensive. I think they were like around 100 to 200 renown. Like, I don't know how that was because I started playing at the beginning of Parabellum. Uh, uh, let's see. I think I started playing around when Mirror and them came out. That was... It was like Velvet Heart or something. I think so. It's been a while, I can't really remember, but it's I've been playing for a while, even though it's been off and on just because to me I can only sit there playing the same game for the longest time. Yeah. Didn't have to switch it up. Cause I know I uh I didn't really enjoy uh Siege after so long. Cause like I have like 500 some hours in the game, so if I play it too much, I just don't want to play it for a long time. Well, bad thing is, when I started first playing it, I got really into ranked and stuff, but I was always solo queue because my friends did just refuse to play ranked and stuff. So I was like, okay, I'll just solo queue, which was annoying. I eventually got myself up to gold one. But after that, I just took, like, a three-month break from the game and played Destiny 2 and other games. And I tried to get back into ranked and stuff. It's just so much stuff has changed. Characters get nerfed and buffed. It took me a while to figure out what was good and what wasn't again. That's pretty much exactly the same story for me, but with Overwatch. Yeah, I, I used to sit there and play ranked in Overwatch too. Now, I can't tell you the last time I even played Overwatch. No, I played it, like, maybe a month ago. I, like, the last time I ranked myself was whenever you ranked in general and not within your class. Mm -hmm. I was, I think, it was either gold or silver. Uh, I usually try to always play ranked just because... Uh, it helps you, me get better, just throw myself right into the deep end. And sometimes it works. Then there's a few times where you just get... Especially, like, if you played rank before and you were in a good, decent spot up at the top, trying to go right back into the rank and playing where you were, because the game remembers where you were. So you're sitting there trying to play with the people that you probably could easily beat before. But now you're struggling because you barely remember how to play. Yeah. And the metas have all changed up. Yeah, I, I definitely, uh, when returning to the game, I had to pretty much relearn or, like, just get my reflexes back. No. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I used to be that crouch spammer, so I, most games I never had to do that, and so I had to try to learn that again. Which was probably most one of the most annoying spots is, uh, learning how to do that and since i mainly played on console so i had to um get back into with the sensitivity because i always had my sensitivity high because you had to turn around and fast and stuff if someone was ever behind you yeah. so i had to turn i had to slowly work myself back up to that sensitivity with turning all the way back down to space and then slowly working up 
which is annoying, but eh, it is what it is. This has been the Datacast Podcast. We've been your hosts, Christopher Lehew and Dylan Clark. This has been your coverage on the R6 event and invitationals. Have a nice day.